This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ. 1360 a.m. and streaming live on kwwj.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK 1140 a.m. and streaming live on kyokradio.org. KCOH 1230 a.m. The Source on San Geek Radio 95.1 FM 1460 a.m. and Aliento Radio 101.7 FM and 1540 a.m. Call in at 832 832- 2-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then. All right, Houston, this is Gilbert Andrew Garcia of another episode of A Tip from Gilbert Talk Inspiration and Prayer. After the Super Bowl, you have to play a song by Rihanna, right? You, you got to. And so thank you, studio audience. So we had to play Rihanna. And this is one of her songs. It's called Lift Me Up. It's a tribute to the Black Panther star, Chadwick Boseman. And it's, a, it's kind of a sad song. But yet, it's a beautiful song. And you can tell she writes this song and sings this song with great loss and great feeling. So let's just hear a little bit of it. I don't know y'all, but I thought it was one of the best halftime shows ever. Just seeing her like floating in the sky and all those people floating in the sky was incredible. Lift me up. Hold me down. Keep me close. Safe and sound. Drowning in an endless sea. Take some time and stay with me. Keep me in the strength of your arms. Keep me safe, safe and sound. It's also, if I'm not mistaken, in the movie Wakanda Forever. Of course, he died from colon cancer at the age of 43. How... Sad. How terrible. We have a call already, though. We have a call. Let's go ahead. We'll play this in its entirety for everybody. And I'll have a few more comments about the author and what the author meant and all of those things at the end. But we have a caller. Do we have a caller there? Is there a Alex? Alejandro. Hey, Gilbert. Alejandro, what do you got for me? A tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. Oh, nothing. I just wanted to talk about the, the Steps for Students event that happened this Saturday morning. I was one of the time runners and had a great time getting to uh, wow. uh, run for a great talk. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. How was your time? <laughs> Not as good as I would have I would have liked, uh, but I, I did okay. I, did, I think I did an average of eight, eight minutes and 30 seconds per mile. Wow, uh, that so sounds I'm good to me. I think mm-hmm. I'd have to drive the miles. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but no, that, wasn't it wonderful? There were at least... I don't know, nine or 10,000 runners. I have some incredible drone shots of that. The Cardinals spoke. All the schools were there. It's beautiful to see the schools go by and people yell out, I'm this school, I'm that school. Oh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was just wonderful, wonderful. My no, wife, and, and go ahead. I was going to say, and thank you and, and, and the rest of the team for promoting the event. I don't think I would have heard about it uh, otherwise. And, and that was my first 5K with the uh, uh, Steps for Student Organization, and it definitely won't be my last. Amen. Well, I've been doing Steps for Students for years because I've had uh, four kids go through Catholic school, three all the way, mm-hmm. all the way meaning not only eighth grade but going on to high school. And of my four children, I only have one left, the princess. And she's, of <laughs> course, uh, Juju, and she is at St. Thomas. Uh, she just learned how to drive, and she got her license, and like, you know, I hope she's not listening. Three days later, she had a fender bender. Um, <laughs> but, but I love her anyway. Um, you know, that's the life. That is life. Isn't that life? 
Mm. Oh my gosh. It definitely is. It's like, but going back to what you said, Alejandro, um, no, it's a wonderful cause. It was a beautiful thing. It really moved me and my wife. And so we made a contribution to the Catholic Church that moment for $50,000. Wow. So, yeah, so we did, so we did 25 mm -hmm. earlier because we were one of the sponsors. And my wife was motivated. She says, let's give 50. So we gave 50, and we're very excited to be. Um, to be giving back that's the beauty of life to give back well very well you know what the other thing i loved is to see number one the did you see all the nuns on the run <laughs> i did i did they were they were beating me i was like Whoa, the nuns the nuns are hilarious though so there's a group <laughs> of about 20 nuns and you know there aren't a lot of nuns anymore somehow but there's like 20 nuns and they all went running they all had their I don't know what it's called the habit and the, is that what it's called when you mm -hmm. producer when you have the whole formal outfit but they had none outfits so you could tell their sisters and they all mm -hmm. ran and it was hilarious um, the <laughs> other thing that was hilarious was all the mascots from all the different schools i saw an armadillo i saw the big guy with the h that uh is like uh the rodeo and uh, he mm -hmm. even walks like he walks i mean that's like a real <laughs> walk for that guy uh and then i saw a spartan i saw a horse I got pictures with all these mascots because I love mascots. And I don't know who did this, but people from the Asian community have those big Asian dragons uh, where you have oh, that's right. you have like two people inside the dragon and they know how to do the acrobatics with somebody jumping on the other person's uh, neck and therefore they can, you know, go real tall or else they're sideways like a, like a dragon. Oh, it was just wonderful. Well, Alejandro, I sure appreciate you calling to talking about uh, this whole 5k run and the whole steps for students of course thank you again and i'll see you next year excellent i'd love to hear that i also did recently i'm sponsored on many of our radio shows that i mean stations that i'm on these 30 second vignettes for black history month and so let's play the first one and we're going to play it on radio it I doesn't give one. it justice because it's radio but when you see the actual clip it's phenomenal with all the historical pictures. But let's play the first one. I think it's Jesse Owens. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia of A Tip from Gilbert with another Black History Moment. Jesse Owens was an American hero. He broke down color barriers during the 1936 Summer Olympics in Berlin by winning four gold medals. The 100 meters, the long jump, 200 meters, and the four by 100 meter relay. He was the most successful athlete at the games. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia of A Tip from Gilbert with another Black History Moment. You know, we don't realize the significance of Jesse Owens today like we did back then because remember, during Nazi Germany, and that was right at the beginning of, the, you know, the Nazis trying to take over the world, frankly. Remember, they were looked at as the superior race, uh, you know, the Nazis. And to see Jesse Owens, an African-American, at that point in time, winning all these uh, gold medals and all this competition really set a real big tone. And it was just an extraordinary event in history. Sometimes you can make incredible history with sports. So I think we have another caller already. Do you have another caller there? Dominique. Let's hit it. Dominique, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, Dominic. How are you, Dominic? <laughs> uh, hey, Do Do Dominique is a different person, I think. But Dominic... <laughs> Dominic, speak to me. You have Gilbert Garcia, tip from Gilbert. You are talking to Houston right now, Dominic. What do you got for us? Well, you know, Gil, uh, my, my concern is I am a consumer of transportation in this city. Most of the time I'm walking, most of the time I'm using metro, but sometimes I do have to drive. My concern is with the city right now, with the traffic, we have two types of rough traffic. The volume of traffic, now that's for Metro and the city and Houston Galveston Area Council to figure out solutions there. The other one is the aggressiveness of the driving. Uh. And that is something I think, you know, all of us have to look in our hearts and say, hey, that car next to me or that bus next to me or that train next to me has human beings on board. And I should be driving for to respect them as they would respect me on the road. It seems like people driving the road is, is like the 
you mentioned just mentioned uh, pre World War II, the very early Daffy Duck, where he's just bouncing up up and down uh, off the walls and going my 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 my. It's in the, that's the way people are driving today. We need to take settle back and and you know realize we are living with everybody else. So I'm going to send this back to you. Well, stay stay Dominic, stay with me. Will you stay with me? Yeah, sure. Oh, stay with me. I, I want to do another vignette real quick but i want you to stay with me because i want to come back to this driving and i forgot what movie it was with bill murray when he goes don't drive angry don't drive angry i forgot what movie that was we'll come back to that stay with me dominic let's do another vignette these vignettes are so incredible uh which one will we do let's do john lewis the amazing john lewis what a what a man you know when you get to people like him and nelson mandela when they really uh you know martin luther king when they really sacrificed their bodies and were beaten and all of those things for all of us. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia of A Tip from Gilbert with another Black History Moment. John Robert Lewis was a member of Congress, but he also was an icon in the Civil Rights Movement. In 1965, he led the first of three Selma to Montgomery marches across the Edmund Pettus Bridge, where in an incident known as Bloody Sunday, state troopers and police attacked Lewis and the other marchers. It was a moment in history which lives on today. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia with a Black History Moment. What an incredible, incredible man he was and is. Let's go back to Dominic. Dominic, you know what? You're right. Let's talk about the first one. I don't know why people are so angry when they're driving. They're always in a rush. And let me just say to whoever, of course, my daughter had that little fender bender. And when she had that fender bender, the lady was angry at her. And, you know, my daughter's only about way tall. And she's just cute as can be with a big old face and a big head and... And, you know, she's just so innocent. And, you know, think about that for a moment because the lady was yelling at her and screaming at her. And it was just, oh, it breaks my heart. It probably is a good thing I wasn't there because I would have been one of those fathers that would have said, wait a minute, snap out of it. But you're right, Dominic. Um, people are just in a rush. They're, they're, we're just, I don't know, maybe everyone's just getting angrier these days. What do you think, Dominic? Just these people are getting angrier. It's, number one, I'm going to say one thing. You mentioning, uh, first of all, Afro-Americans have been hit history. In transit, don't forget Madam Parks. Uh, back to back to the uh, uh, issue at hand, I think it's just a lack of self-discipline. I mean, uh, uh, and I think uh, part of it is uh, we are not being taught in the home, in the schools, in businesses that there is a thing of called civility where we need to respect the fellow human being that's in next to us i mean I, I, that has you know you would have thought you know again you mentioned these these gentlemen and i mentioned uh, rosa parks uh, these are examples of people that have tried to bring people up and now we're going completely against the grain of what these people have done well, you know, you, you are just a gentleman because you're right. Um, and, I, and I really appreciate you highlighting these things. And as it relates to transit itself, you know, I think we do a pretty good job at Metro. I say we because I used to be the Metro chairman, and I think we're doing our best to increase, uh, you know, light rail throughout the city. And you have to remember, though, when Metro was first organized, it was meant to have a penny sales tax. And then Mayor Lanier, and I'm not here to – to bring up old news, but people need to know when people say, how come there's not more rail? Well, one quarter of the amount of revenue that was supposed to go to Metro was removed from Metro and diverted to the city of Houston, the county, and the multi-cities for roads. So if you want to know why, well, number one, one quarter of the money that was originally meant for transit was taken away. And number two, with all the delays and all the, you know, postponements and everything else, the federal government doesn't match you as much as it used to. In other words, back in the day when, an, when a system was built, if you put a dollar, if the city of Houston put in a dollar, the federal government would put in four dollars. Well, by the time I became Metro chairman, if you put in a dollar, the federal government only gave you one dollar. So we missed this opportunity. 
of all the federal government expanding all the transit. So people, you just need to know the history and why it happened and the lessons because there's a reason we don't have transit and there's, these, there's been these anti-transit people for decades. Uh, and so, Dominic, I appreciate you calling. I don't know if you – I'm going to give you 30 seconds if you want to comment on any of that because I do know transit is near and dear to you. And then I'm going to introduce our guest. Okay. Uh, yeah, Gail, thank you. 30 seconds starting now. Uh, my thing is – and again, we still have – and I I think uh, Mayor Lanier is a good example. I think there's some people in this town that resent people that ride transit. I still think uh, we still got uh, – racism and, and and that sort of divide in the city but we use economics instead of skin color so i'm gonna send it back to you well dominic you're wise and at the end of the day remember about transit if we have more transit and people use transit that creates more room for all the other cars because if you didn't have transit we'd be at us we'd be paralyzed in this city I mean, imagine the rodeo. It's already difficult going to the rodeo or any of the baseball games, football games, or anything on, on transit. It's packed. And imagine if you didn't have that, how difficult it would be. Dominic, thank you for joining us here today. And I'm going to introduce our guest now, Miss Michelle Stearns. Michelle, now you're, you and your family are so well-known. Uh, tell us about your church and all the great things that you do. Absolutely. By the way, you look lovely today. I love your rose. Thank you so much, Gilbert. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me on this show this morning. Yes, let me tell you a little bit about, now are you referring to uh, Living Water or Joseph House? Both. Okay, well, absolutely. Yes, well, Joseph House is certainly a subsidiary of uh, Living Waters. Joseph House, uh, we got the name from Joseph in the Bible, who was sold as a slave. His family slowed him in the event to try to divert the promise of God in his life. So he was sold to the Egyptians, not knowing that many years later that the Egyptians or that the land, uh, Egypt was going to go into a famine. So he went into a famine. So old Joseph got, uh, he got sold to the Egyptians. And by the way, when he was sold, he was put in a pit. The God, the Lord used his, um, his uh, purpose in the pit to caused him to go to the palace, which means that the, the king had a dream and there was no one there that could uh, decipher the dream. So someone uh, through vicarious conversation in prison, Joseph uh, was uh, told to the king that he was able to interpret his dream. So he interpreted the dream by way of that, that caused the, the, the doors to open up for him. It opened up for him and it caused him to go to live into the palace. So kind of what it was. So he um, got favor with Egypt, uh, with Pharaoh, which was the Pharaoh of Egypt, uh, of Egypt. And so what he did was because the famine, the people, uh, the people from uh, Egypt had to migrate over up into Egypt in order to be able to live to, um, to eat. So God, God had already knew what they were going to do. So he had a plan and a purpose. That's how he do it our life we have planning we have purpose so by joseph being there and gaining favor with the king the uh the the people were able to come over and not knowing that the family that had sold him so many years earlier had to go back to where to the brother that they had they had sold uh to be able to get food so that's kind of what joseph house got wow. the name from yes i mean who would have known that yes uh, that's such a great story and what a great thing to honor him and honor that story by naming the whole organization after the whole, uh, the whole story. How wonderful. Well, what do y'all do there? Well, this is what Joseph House does. We we serve uh, we serve our community. We serve between uh, seven and eleven thousand uh, uh, people a day. Four thousand of day? them. Being I'm sorry, a month. Okay. <laughs> a month. Uh -huh. Yes, and four thousand of them being family. Uh, we have from uh, food, clothing, shoes, household wow. goods, furnitures, in and outdoor furnitures. We have uh, small appliances. Uh, so we do a array of things. We're where, not where your are typical you located? Family. Well, we're located at 7802 Jensen Drive. That's on the northeast side. Of, uh, nice northeast side of town which is called uh, Etex Jensen so we're located we've been there for about a decade but Joseph House actually the name began uh, like in 2003 actually we were doing it out of our out of our church living waters but uh, for government sake and paperwork we had to uh, form a nonprofit so that's what Joseph House came in and let at. me ask you this so how do you do all that do you have like a Army of volunteers, do you have a warehouse? I mean, how do you do all that? How do you serve thousands of people every month? Okay, well, this is how we do Well, we started off with 
volunteers and the volunteers came from the constituents that we served they wanted to come back they wanted to give back after receiving you know the goods and things they wanted to sell so as years passed on we uh, as Joseph House began to grow and extend and people heard about us more we got connected with various organizations one such as sir uh, also as um, called uh, a um, AARP and what they do, we have there's two types of SIRS and ARP. And so what they do is they AARP, hire the, the uh, uh, retired persons. Absolutely. Oh, how great! Yes. So we hire seniors, and they it's what we call the training. And so they uh, they are paid while they learn. They come there and they volunteer their service and get paid. And yes, and also the same with uh, with SIR and also those that have had uh, that some past. Jobs for Progress. Absolutely. Oh, those are both great groups. Yes. I know them both. Absolutely. Yes. And so that's how we hire. That's how we uh, we get the help, and aside from those that come and volunteer, that want anything, they just want to come, serve, and give back. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, so but it started with you in the church. Yes. So let's talk about the church. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So when did y'all found the church? Uh, actually, Joseph, I mean, I'm sorry, Living Water has been founded since 1999, and that's when our community service began in 1999. And this was, did you find the, uh, find, did you found, start the church, found the church? Well, my husband came with the name, the Lord gave him the name, and I just, I was the tag along there. Oh, I wow. The, I was the rib, so to so, say. So yes. are y'all the, um, I don't know the right word, but the uh, serving pastors? Yes, we are. Oh, Founding how, serving pastors, absolutely. great. Yes. And how many people are in your, uh, is, do, do you call it church or parish? What do you, what do you? What's ministry, we ministry. call it yeah, in our ministry, ministry. yes. Well, we, ha we have over, uh, well, on the road, we have about seven, 800 on the road. Wow. Uh, but that, that comes, that comes and goes. So it's a, we have about uh, steady, about 500. We are connected with other, uh, with other churches and ministries as well, about 100. So we all like come together and things and that is fellowship, so yes. And are y'all, uh, excuse my ignorance, are you Baptist? Or what, what, is there a religion that you are? Yes, we call it non-denomination. Non-denomination. But we believe in the Trinity, which is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, or the Holy Spirit, most people say. How wonderful. Yes. And so when were y'all touched by God that said, you need to do this? I mean, were you saying, no, not us, God. We mean, I mean, when, when did you get this calling? Well, um, And how? I've been married now to him for 28 years, going on 29 years. I was uh, converted, so to say some. I was converted maybe uh, two years prior to me marrying him. So uh, about 30 years ago. So he was already in the ministry when, uh, well, we come from the same church before we formed Living Waters. I see. We met at another ministry. Our bishop, we shared, we shared the same pastor. We met in, we met in that ministry. Uh, we got married and then maybe um, five years into the marriage, then that's when Living Waters International Apostolic Ministry uh, was formed. Uh, that was like 1999. Wow. Mm -hmm, 1999 is when it was formed. And did y'all just say, let's start a church? I mean, how did it happen? Well, um, I mean, that's such a big thing. Uh, yes, it is. I, I, before I married him, uh, I knew that I would be marrying a pastor it was prophesied to me that no i'll be kidding. marrying a pastor yes wow absolutely yes but i didn't know it was this pastor yeah. yes <laughs> so but at the time he was our uh youth pastor at the church we came from he was at the youth pastor um he was the youth pastor there he and i connected there but we knew eventually that we will be starting our own ministry that was that was his calling he was setting up on being groomed and tutored uh from our pastor and then once that then after we got married in 94 <coughs> 2000, I mean, 1999, we started uh, Living Waters International Apostolic. I think that is fantastic. We have a caller, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Stay with me. Is there is there a Reverend Wooten on the line? I'm on the line. Is this the yes. Reverend Wooten? Yes, sir. Reverend, you got me, of course. And I don't know if you know Miss Michelle Stearns, who uh, is a founding pastor of her own church. But I, I, but I don't know, but I know she's a woman of God. That's all I need. Ain't to that know. the truth? Uh, and you know what? What an amazing story for her and her husband to have done this. It's been now how many years? You said 20, 23 years. Twenty three years. What an oh, incredible us twenty eight years. Yes, twenty eight years. You seem way marriage. too young yes. to be married twenty eight years. I know. <laughs> It's called covenant. You, you can say you know because sounds, it's true. Sounds young. Sounds sound like you're real young. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, well, Pastor, what do you got for us? And boy, yesterday uh, we celebrated something special. Uh, I, I just want you to know that that was outstanding. Was it? Pastor, Pastor Miller 
was just so enthusiastic about that. The whole church was, people came in, and whoa! It was just, <laughs> it, it, was, it just couldn't, it was unbelievable. I, but I told them, when Gilbert do something, you don't ever do anything small. Well, I it always, it always, it always get a wall behind when he do it. Well, I appreciate that. Pastor uh, Max Miller is the head of the Baptist ministers there okay. at uh, the church Mount Hebron over there on like yeah. uh, Calhoun. Okay. Um, third ward. Yeah, he in, in Third Ward. Right. And uh, he he's the he's the president of the Baptist Ministers Association, Houston and vicinity. And he's uh, the second vice of the National Baptist Association of uh, uh, Facility, the national organization. And he's been uh, with his church now as the lead pastor for 15 years, and he was celebrating his 15th year anniversary. And when I heard that, no. I said, uh, we need to do something. And so, right. and I didn't have a lot of time. So I was uh, uh, calling around. But, but, Go but ahead. you Go. have a good, but you have a good imagination. I, it didn't I have, take you long. You know, it didn't take you long to groom that up. And I, I, I think it was awesome, as usual. Yeah, I, I had the imagination. I called a couple of cake places, and and they said, "Well, I can't get it done in time." And then another one said, "Well, I can do a cake." And I looked at the cake, and I went, "Wah wah wah." It was like a little cake, and I'm like, "No, no, no. This is something big." This is for one of my my pastor, and you know, and and it's a big moment, fifteen years, and I knew they'd be celebrating, and I knew they'd have a big choir, and all kinds of people would be at the church. I know that Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee was there, Congressman Al Green, just everybody was there, and I said, no, no, and, and, and Cheryl Thornton, yeah. uh, State District Judge, and it was just a whole bunch of assorted different people was there. But the fact is, is that we appreciated you because give because you always you have always showed up, and and even when you when things go up, you come out to participate into the community. You have to participate with the churches, and since you have participated with the Baptist ministers over the years, and you have been there for us when we have our uh, uh, fundraisers and. If you can recall, I know you recall, and people, if the people remember when we was going through this 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 thing with early in the year when we were all on the epidemic and everything was closed down and you couldn't do it when you gave a food drive. Yes. For all the churches, all the pastors and the churches, and you gave food and fed the people. That's what God wants you to do. Yes. And, and then you're in a position. And and you and you have never shied away from what things that God will want you to do, and you have done that. And the people, and and I want you to know that the Baptist Ministers Association of Houston and Vicinity. I am the political director for the Baptist Ministers Association of Houston and Vicinity. I'm also for the uh, 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 political director for Union Pack. And 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 uh, uh, and you've done we stopped for those for that organization. And you and, and, and you've been blessed and you make sure that and you do a lot of blessing in the community, in our community. And and we just appreciate you and and uh we are there for you because you've always been there for us. Well thank you, Pastor. You know what's been not that just for us, but for been there for the people. For the people. That's what it's all about. Not just for us, but for the people. When we call for you to ask when people say so some people in the community need help, you're there. What can I do? Well, that See, that touches yeah. my heart. Uh Michelle, I so I so we got like eight cakes. And I don't mean I mean, I don't mean little cake. I mean not not like bunt cakes. I mean there's like some big homemade cakes. Yeah, some big and they cakes. and they couldn't <laughs> stack it because it was too big. And we couldn't, stack. couldn't stack them. And we Celia couldn't get it in the church. Yeah, my we good friend. Get it in the church. <laughs> Sound delicious. My good friend Celia and her husband, they made the cakes for us, brought them in, yeah. and they made it with love because you could see how they wanted to make it perfect. They had floating candles. I've never seen that. Yeah. They had all these speckles. All, it, it was phenomenal. The one thing about I love about church, because uh, I'm a Catholic. Okay. And, you know, Catholic, I mean, I love my church. But when I go to a, ch a church like to see, uh, you know, Pastor Miller, and I'm sure y'all are the same, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's a happening. Oh, yes. It's not like 
a Catholic mass, like, okay, I got to go. And, you know, what time are the Texans playing? Okay, I got to, you know, got to hurry, hurry up. It's not like that. I mean, people can sing. And they are singing. And the women wear their best clothing and their oh, big yes. hats. They're so beautiful. And everybody comes out. And even the pastors can sing. And I've seen Max Miller do a, his whole body. He's like a 180 as he's reaching over. Oh, wow. he, I mean, have you, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you can see me on the air, uh, Pastor but, but Pastor Miller, will, his whole body will be like in a 180 as he's screaming, God, and he's singing. Oh, my God. It's, it's incredible. It is a, it is a happening. It's, it's a force. You cannot, you cannot come out of there without feeling like somehow you've been touched by God. I mean, it's, it's just so interesting to me. Absolutely. Well, you, I don't know if people, if the people, if the reverend and pastor knows, but we know we have always, we're going to, you've always been there for us. And it is in what you, I've talked to you about what you've done the, the, for the people. It just didn't start yesterday. Amen. Amen. You've been doing it over the years. You've been tried and blew over the years. And when I called you to ask you to do something for people, not not for group, but individuals, you not only do you do that for the, our community, you did it for the Hispanic, the white, whatever it had to do, you, you've been blessed and you share the blessings. You do what God asks you to do. Well, you don't take get yours and just take it and just put it in a bank and just let it sit there. You let it take you take it and you do things for the people and you have always done that, Jim. And I've always appreciated you as a human being, as a person, that but you share what God bless you with, and that's what the, that's the only thing that God asks you. Well, Pastor, amen to that. I, you can't tell, but. I'm giving you the biggest bear hug possible in cyberspace here uh, because you've been so great to me. And I really appreciate you calling in. And boy, what a what a fun thing to, to have done that yesterday to celebrate with Pastor Max. Well, well that's a, he, he did. He appreciated that. And we had about almost a couple of hundred pastors there. They was all uh, they was all bully behind it. They, uh, but they, but there's nothing unusual because you've always, you always come up with something, but they always, everybody knows you. If you have reached out to a whole lot of the pastors there that needed, that needed help over the years that, that reached out for their anniversaries and things of that nature. And, 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 and they, and they are very appreciative of that because they know, they know that you know God. Amen. And God knows you. And we want and that's why we're gonna support you when you run for mayor. Woo! And we call we, we tell you all we're doing is waiting on you to hurry up and make up the decision. <laughs> then come on out, make up the decision so we can get things going and, and get moving on because we need a new we need a new direction and we need and we believe Gibbert you're the person that can provide the direction for the people and that we know that everybody's going to benefit, every community, every organization, and people are going to benefit that you're going to reach out to them. They're going to have access. And that's what's important. People get having access. You don't have, they won't have to go through elected officials to get you because you're going to have a Bank. Well, people can call in the bank and leave their number, and you'll be calling them back. And, and see, I know that's who you are now, and you won't change. If anything, you probably you you get even better. Well, and, and, and I've known you over the years, and and I and that's why I've always loved you because you've always reached out to help the poor, the least thereof. That's what God says. No, no. That's why God bless you. Because you, you reach out to help the least thereof. And he blessed you. You bless others. And, and you will always be successful. And the people will follow. That's all God wants you to do. Amen. And you've always done that. Okay? And I ain't going to hold you up. But no. I just want to reach out and do that. And let you know that I love you. I appreciate you. And the, and the Baptist minister, the Pastor Miller, appreciate you. And the, the minister of Alliance appreciate you. 
and we just waiting on you to quit sitting on the sideline <laughs> and come on and declare so we can go and get back to business of having you elected our next mayor. Well, I, I will be revealing my New Year's resolution very, very soon. Uh, but, okay. Pastor, I'm hugging you, and I so thank you for, for calling in. Okay, my brother. Thank you. Take care. God, I'm, I'm speechless, right? I'm just like, oh, my God, what a wonderful thing. Well, I'm not sure if you know or not. It was already uh, released on 26th. Uh, day for yesterday, Friday, Friday evening. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Sunday morning, Sunday morning it was. What yes. did they say? Uh, there was a panel of people that were uh, speaking, and uh, there's this segment that comes on on Channel 26 at 8 a.m. Uh, what's your point? What's your point? I, I know it. I don't, you know, it's early for me, but I know it, yes? Yes, absolutely. And there were a panel of uh, speakers there, guests, and the hosts were, were brought up about the mayor's election, and he began to call names, and one of the representatives from LULAC were, uh, was uh, one of the panel, panel guests, and they mentioned about... Um, Robert, Gall Robert Gallegos, Gallegos uh -huh. was running and that he was the only uh, Latino running. And one of the African-American gentlemen said, well, no, I don't think that he is the only one that is running for mayor. Uh, Gilbert Garcia and bam, and it cuts off. Right uh <laughs> <laughs> and it cut off from right there, yes. <laughs> well, what's funny is uh, I think uh, clearly that Lulac gentleman is uh, is is uh, well, we know who he's supporting, yeah. uh, whoever that might be. I appreciate that. Let's come back to you for a second. So tell us, um, you know, 23 years, I've been married now 24 years. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it seems to me like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. Now, when they asked my wife about it, she says it seems like 24 years. Okay. Now, I don't know what that means. Does that mean something? I mean, Michelle, does that mean, I mean, to me, it's yesterday, to her, it's 24 years. I don't know. Uh, but at the end of the day, she still loves me, and she's still with me. So I guess it must be good. Absolutely. It's got to be good. Covenant means covenant. covenant. Right? Yes. Well, there's a funny story that I always share with, uh, do you remember Charlton Heston who played Moses on TV? I do. On the movie, and he played Ben-Hur. Mm -hmm. And they were asking his wife at one time, because they were celebrating at that time, um, I think they both have passed, 50 years of marriage. Mm -hmm. And they were talking to her, and they said, what's it like to be married to Moses? And she just kind of went on, oh, well, you know. And they said, well, in all those 50 years, did you ever think of divorce? And she says, divorce? Heavens no. But murder? All the time. Oh, yes. Can you, I, mean, I mean, what is, I mean, you know. Well, mine would be opposite, Gilbert. I would say, yes, I have thought of, of divorce, but murder, no, because I like my freedom. I, I understand that. I understand that. Let's go back to all the great things that you do. Absolutely. Uh, because it really is amazing. Mm -hmm. And when you see these faces of people who come and, you know, they get clothing or they get shoes, how does that make you feel? You know, it makes us feel as if we are doing our purpose, serving our purpose here in the land, and that we are giving back. Uh, there's, a, there's a scripture in the Bible says that you, when you give unto the least of them, you're giving unto God. And so when we are giving to, and we see that we're bringing smiles on people's faces, I often say, Gilbert, you know, the wind blows, it turns. It turns every day. You up today, and you could be down tomorrow. That's right. Absolutely. So I believe that in serving and giving those are that in need, because someday, one day, hopefully not, but that wind may blow. It may turn in a direction where I may need to go and seek help from someone. So um, what you sow, the Bible say, is what you reap. There's a scripture there. He says that be not deceived, for God is not mocked, that whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So I want to make sure that when I get ready to leave this earth, before I leave this earth, that I am planting good seeds mm -hmm. in the ground because when they, because they will come up again. He says, long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and there will be harvest time. So whatever you plant, you rest assured that it will come up again. So I want to make sure that whatever I'm sowing, whatever I'm releasing into the ground, it is something that I want to harvest. How beautiful. You know, I went through a difficult time. Mm -hmm. Everybody goes through a difficult Absolutely. time. Absolutely. I went through one. And I remember, and I don't remember exactly when it was, maybe like 2009, mm -hmm. uh, if I felt like everything was coming down on me. And I was, I don't know if I was questioning my, I, I don't know, I just had this 
emptiness or something. And I went to see my priest, mm -hmm. uh, Father Dana Palat, but we used to say Father Dana. And I'll never forget, he said to me as we were talking, and he got very close to me. And I mean, physically, he got close. He goes, Gilbert, he goes, would you like me to hear your confession? And I was like, well, golly, because normally in the Catholic Church, you do, conf do you do confessions in your church? We, well, we ask for forgiveness on a daily basis. Okay. <laughs> well, we do confession, and you're like, and it's a formal thing, and you're like in a screen. You can't mm -hmm. see the priest. Right. And they can't see you. Mm -hmm. And so for him to say, you want me to hear your confession, I'm like, but then you're going to know it's me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Versus in a confession, there's this screen and you can't see the priest and, he, and the priest can't see you and I said then you'll know it's me Father Dana and he goes Gilbert God always knows mm -hmm. it's you and I'll never forget that line it touched me we lost Father Dana not that long ago um, and but that has stayed with me my whole life yes tell us about what y'all do how, how do you ask for forgiveness well in our church this is what that there's a scripture that says that the veil was torn which mean before, uh, before the veil was torn that we had to go to the priests uh, at that time, whoever the, the priest or pastor was at that time, and that we would go for them and uh, seek for forgiveness. But once the veil was torn, now that we have access to God individually, that we don't have to go to anyone. We can go before the throne of grace boldly, he says, and mm -hmm. that where we can obtain mercy from him for the things that we have, that we have done, you know, that we inadvertently and sometimes knowingly that we have done but the fact of the matter is he's a forgiving God and he forgives us yeah yes. I, I do believe he's a forgiving God yes. we have another caller stay here Absolutely. we have uh is there a Teresa Brewer on the line Miss Brewer is that you on the line yes this is Teresa Miss Brewer how are you it's so nice yeah. to hear your voice you have me Gilbert Garcia a tip from Gilbert and we have Miss Michelle Stearns uh, who does so much to the community, and I think we're going to have a little announcement at the end about her, uh, or at least I may reveal the uh, the Paul Harvey rest of the story. But what do you have for us there, Miss Brewer? Oh, I'm just calling in, just uh, let's see, congratulating you on all that you do, community, and thank you for uh, allowing me to chip right on in this wonderful conversation and and uh, i was listening to part of it thank you for your uh contribution in the community as well well stay there miss brewer because i'm about to play if you could mr producer i've done these 30 second vignettes i don't know what the word vignette means actually uh so don't act like i know uh i, I used to think those are little bitty sugar things that you ate but they told me those are beignets <laughs> you know uh vignette beignet you know tomato tomato at the end of the day um <laughs> It's a 30-second like commercial, and I've been running them on many radio stations about 10 times a day on Black History Month. And I already played the one on Jesse Owens, and I played the one on Congressman Lewis. Let's play the one on Dr. King. And when you see it with the images behind it, on radio it doesn't give it justice, but when you see the images that's on the website and on TV and so forth, it's phenomenal. Would you please play the one on Dr. King? This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia of A Tip from Gilbert with another Black History Moment. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was an American Baptist minister and activist. He was one of the most prominent leaders in the civil rights movement from 1955 until his assassination in 1968. Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech has gone down in history as one of the greatest speeches in the history of the world. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia with a Black History Moment. You know, Miss Brewer, I, I can't ever uh, say enough how much I appreciate you giving me the incredible honor to be one of the co-grand marshals of the parade, the Martin Luther King Parade, uh, two years ago. It's something that my family and I talk about. It's something that, you know, people and I just generally talk about. And it, it also led me to go revisit all the great MLK speeches. And I really think people need to go back to those speeches and the one that strikes me the most is that mountaintop. Um, you know, when he talks about, I'm not fearing any man, you know, and, and I may not get there with you, but I have seen the promised land. I mean, it's, oh, it's just so moving. And that's probably why you do the things that you do there, Ms. Brewer. So you touched so many people and you touched me. 
that is a blessing. Thank you. And again, we really, you know, you wasn't just our name as one of the uh, co-grand marshals because you live that example. You promote diversity in your office, in your workplace, wherever you go. So all of us and each and every last one of us want to continue to carry those uh, legacies or those uh, dreams and aspirations that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. talked about. Uh, he did many speeches on about all of us having uh, the rights to justice uh, for everybody. So we appreciate you and all everyone that have made those contributions here in uh, Houston, Texas, and in fact, all over the world. Wonderful. Ms. Brewer, thank you for calling in. I'm hugging you right now on Cyberspace, and I hope to see you real soon at another Black Heritage Society event or anything else you got going. I'll be there. Thank you for supporting Black History Month again, sir. Thank you all. My pleasure. I'm going to keep going through some callers because I want to give our uh, guest, the, you know, sort of the last five minutes on her own as, as we talk about something. Because I'm going to spring it on her. Uh, but let's go to Ivan Sanchez. Ivan Sanchez, are you there, pal? Yes, sir. Ivan How Sanchez, are you? Good morning. The millennial, the, the, the millennial man. And you know what? Yeah. I really want to make sure. I'm going to give you your 30 seconds about the campaign. But more importantly, I want to hear about what you are doing for Valentine's Day for all these custodial workers. People that really, uh, custodial workers, they take care of us. They take care of everything. And they do it with such grace and dignity. Uh, what are you going to be doing on tomorrow? My friends, so we are to the third annual Roses for Janners on Valentine's Day to show each and every one of those janners that they are appreciated, they're not forgotten, and that we really care for them and appreciate their work. This started about 12 years ago. So I was a student body president, bought two dozen roses at the University of Houston downtown, and I delivered them randomly. It wasn't an event. Delivered them to the custodium department. And once that you feel the reaction from these ladies, some of them busted down crying in appreciation, told me in Spanish that they thought they were invisible to not only the student body of the university, but uh, the population at large. So uh, the Houston Millennials two years ago took initiative to buy 1,000 roses, then 2,000 roses, and this time 3,000 roses where Austin High School, uh, the Iman Academy, and the Westwood Academy High School took initiative and wrote 3,000 special notes, handwritten, very unique notes. We attached them to the 3,000 roses, and tomorrow on Valentine's Day, the plan is to invite the community to come during their lunch break or before going to work, pick up the roses to deliver them to their building's janitors. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, we're planning to deliver every single flower to hospitals, high schools, big buildings across Houston to show these people that we truly and genuinely appreciate them. So this is happening tomorrow, Gilbert. All of your listeners are invited. These are 100% beautiful free roses that we're giving out. So if you have the time, we're gonna have food here. If you're skipping lunch, don't worry about it. You can get some food here and pick up the roses so you can make someone's day and spread the joy and love, Gilbert. What a beautiful day. Now, when aren't you having a press conference or something tomorrow? Yes, sir. Tell us so about it. The event is tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, however, in the middle of it, uh, I would say in, the, in, in kind of the beginning, we're having a press conference to just say thank you to all those Zoomers and all those younger people than the word millennials. There was about 60 people here um, yesterday on Sunday that gave up their Super, Super Bowl Sunday to assemble and get the roses ready to be delivered tomorrow on Valentine's Day. Wow. So the press conference is tomorrow at 12. We're just going to say thank you. We're going to uh, highlight the mission and vision of this event. And right after the press conference, we're taking off in six different trucks 
that are going to be split they be split around the entire city of Houston to deliver the roses. I think it's wonderful. We could talk a whole episode here. I've got lots of callers waiting, but before we do, where's where does somebody find out about where you stand on the campaign and 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 I know you're running for council on Jay. You know, where do they go on your website? I want to give you a commercial here. What number and everything do they call you? Yes, sir. For By the way, just roses for janitors and the campaign are totally different. This is an annual thing that I do, so it, it's, it's different. However, for the campaign, yes, Ivan Sanchez. So if you want to find out more about the mission, uh, you can go to www.voteivansanchez.com. I am an experienced public servant, worked in the United States Congress for six years. I'm a business owner, own several businesses, including a large organization of 9,600 members. I'm a commercial lender and a commercial investor as well that is looking forward to the World Cup and putting the city of Houston in a world stage. So we have to get it ready as those billions of dollars are going to come in to our communities. We have to take the opportunity to fix our infrastructure, to update our roads and our buildings and beautify and bring back the pride of Sharpstown in the southwest part of town, Gilbert. Woo! I love it. Ivan, thank you so much for calling. We appreciate you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Let me All take right. another caller here there, Michelle, and then I'm going to kind of close with you. Absolutely. I think we still have about 10 minutes, though. What, who do we got there on the phone call? I saw another caller there. Lindsay. Is, well, who? Open up, no, there was a, is there a Veronica? No, Lindsay. Lindsay. Lindsay, are you there? Hi, Gilbert. It's Lindsay. How are you today? Lindsay, how are you? You got me, Gilbert Garcia, tip from Gilbert and Michelle Stearns. Good morning, Gilbert. Good morning, Michelle. Good Listening morning. to your story has just been so inspiring, and I want to thank you so much for sharing it. And listening, you know, really following the Lord, I can hear, you know, how you, you really listen to his call and um, just did what he asked you to do. And I just think that's so brave, so beautiful. And yeah. That's um, so really great. Inspiring. Well, you know, you've yeah. called in before, Lindsay. You're a very devout person. How, where, where do you attribute your devotion to? Where, were you just born, you know, or did somewhere something in your life uh, get you closer to the Lord? Yeah, I think at some point, you know, I had gone through a pretty serious bicycle accident, and I really found that just going through prayer was what ended up saving me, you know, from those injuries and got me through and got me back into my life. And it turned me into being an artist. And I wanted to also share about how, you know, recently there's a nonprofit organization that my partner and I founded, and it's called uh, Colors for Healing. And so we're also trying to follow the Lord and we're listening to him, um, working to help other people who have gone through trauma with uh, creative classes and events. And uh, we, my partner and I have both seen in our own lives how art and creativity has helped sustain a healthy recovery. Um, he had PTSD from, uh, he's a combat veter veteran. And so we've both seen that, how uh, prayer and then also applying that um, creativity into something like art really has helped both of us and we want to help others uh, do the same i think that is so beautiful i really appreciate you sharing that with us and as your organization gets going would you invite me to something of course i'd love to colors and for yes. healing is called colors for healing yes and the website is coloursforhealing.org yeah please and please invite me to something because i want to support it and, and i want to go Thank you. And um, if there's anyone out there who has a church or a space that they'd like to uh, help us, you know, get a little bit um, of classes going there, we'd love to have that. If there's anyone who wants to donate to help pay for the supplies, the paintbrushes, the canvases, uh, we'd love that. So, um, and really the community would love that. So we'd love to help other people. Thank you so much. Well, I'm going to make a donation. So I, how much? I don't know how much a paintbrush goes cost, but uh, are y'all already set up with a 501c3 and all that? Yes, we are. So if I like gave you $500, can you buy at least I don't know 200 brushes? Yes, that would be wonderful. I'll do it. Okay. Thanks so much. Shoot me the information. Okay, we'll do. Thank you, Lindsay, for calling. So Michelle, Thank let's you. come back to you because the people want to know. The people want to know. Are you running for office? I Tell am. us, are you running for office? Give her a round of applause. I am. Can you imagine that? That is awesome. 
Because, no, really, you know, we need people like you to run for office. People like you that care, that are spiritual, that are grounded, that are involved in the community, that are doing things in the community. We need more people like that in public office. And so I salute you and your husband. Because, you know, it's like a it's like a joint decision, right? So when did you decide? Well, I, I made my mind up um, pandemic. God, I hope I didn't reveal a secret. No, you didn't. Okay, not. thank goodness. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're seeing the website up there. So tell us, so you decided during the pandemic, but when did you sort of let people know? Well, I came out um, end of 22. I started spreading it a little bit throughout um, my circle and a little bit beyond to let everyone know that I have made a decision to be part of change. Wonderful. And what, so you're running for what? District H. City Council District H. City Council and District H. And District H is, uh, who's who's District H now? Currently there's uh, Carla Cisneros. Carla Cisneros, okay. Yes. And like where is that district kind of, if you had to tell me some neighborhoods or where is it, do you recall where that all that is? Yes, well it's kind of <laughs> split up and spread it out. Uh, we have uh, Independent Heights, we have Denver Harbor, we have um, White Oak Bayou, we have... Uh, yeah, but it's, it's, East it's, Jensen yeah, area. It's a pretty big area. <laughs> yes, it's a big area. Are you starting to sort of maneuver around and knock on doors and things? Absolutely. I have. Uh, I've gone throughout and passing out, uh, you know, our literature and things, letting people know where, you know, where we are and what we are doing, what we have been doing for quite some time. How's it going? Well, I seem to, I seem to believe that it's going great, yes. And there's, and there's probably going to be, I'm making it up because I don't know, six people running? Does that sound... Plus or minus? Well, um, what I know, minus right now. So, they minus, could so let's be, say it's yes. five. But, so, but realistically, when you start getting to five people, that, you know, nobody's going to probably win right out. So there'll probably True. be a runoff. Absolutely. Is that pretty much? I anticipate. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think it's wonderful. What do you think is like the main issues or what's the main thing you'd like to see change? Well, from what I've, from what I've already been hearing, cl um, clean streets for sure and affordable living is what people are looking for. And, and it, here it take and mitigation, flood mitigation. Mm -hmm. things. So those are some of the, some of the top issues that are, that are been circulating. God, affordable housing is such a difficult one. You know it that um, I, I am experimenting with affordable housing mm -hmm. because I want to learn myself. Um, and I, so I bought some property on the northeast side of town. Uh, on Height Street, H-A-I-G-H-T. Mm -hmm. And are you ready for this? Um, I have learned that the median house price uh, for affordable housing is about 250 275 And I'm thinking, that sounds so expensive. Yes. I mean, who can afford that? But that's what they're telling me. Absolutely. That just sounds so expensive. And we've got to do something, a way to help people to afford these homes so they don't lose their homes and and don't get displaced from higher taxes and those Absolutely. things. Absolutely. The other thing I've learned is it took me almost a year to get the permits to build the houses. I mean, it's just like here we are ready to go to get the housing out there for people to help revitalize the neighborhood. We can't get the permits. Yes, there's what certainly a backup. There's certainly a backup in the uh, in the city at the city level, and why that is, I I'm not it's sure. It's madness. Absolutely, even myself uh, with just some remodeling of some property that I have, I experienced. You did. A long you experienced the same thing. Yes. Wow. Well, that's why we need you there, so you can be at the table of the council. I don't know if they call it the table, but the table to say. I'd like to get the permit director up here to address council because I'd like to know why is it taking so long Absolutely. to get these permits. Absolutely. Right? I mean, we just we just need to know. Uh, and maybe there's a way to incentivize and, I don't know, put some free market into it to where, I mean, I, I don't have the answer, but there's got to be an answer. Oh, there he is. And we're going to find it together. Absolutely. I just know it. So, real quick, we have another question. Let's get another uh, caller in. I didn't see who the name was. Veronica. Veronica, are you there? Yes. I'm here. Go ahead, Veronica. You have me, Gilbert Garcia. A tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer with Michelle Stearns. Do I call you Pastor Stearns? Either or I'm still Michelle. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Michelle. You know, my sister was is named Michelle. And I remember when she was growing up, um, she loved that song, the Beatles, you know. Michelle, my yes. bell. And then it goes into French. Bonjour. I mean, yeah. Who knows? But these are words that go together well. Veronica, what do you got for us? Well, I had a question for Ms. Stearns. Great. 
Well, I had a question about the Joseph House. Um, I know you guys offer certain programs and support, but I was curious as to if you guys offered services for mental health or are interested in doing so, because, you know, there is such a limited access to mental health services for low-income households. Yes, absolutely. No, we do not offer, but that will be something that I would definitely love to be um, speak with you on behalf um, as a person right now who has a family member that I do actually take care of that suffers from mental illness. He had it since the age of 16. And so, yes, I, that is certainly a, a, certainly a great concern of mine, helping those uh, families that have loved ones that suffer from mental illness. And it's not easy as I can tell you is not easy. Well Michelle we only have one minute how does Veronica reach you? What, give us your website your phone number for both um, Joseph House and for the campaign. Yes absolutely you can reach us at Joseph House the telephone number is 281-936-8175 once again that number is 281-836-8381 and my personal uh, line for the campaign is 832-588-0572. Again, 832-588-0572. And what's the campaign website? Uh, MichelleForHouston.com. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I didn't mean to cut you off, Veronica. I just wanted to get that in. We got about 10 seconds. What else, Veronica? What else you got for us? Uh, that was it. Thank you so much for answering my question. I really appreciate it. Veronica, thank you for calling us, and we really appreciate it. I'm going to give you the very last word, Michelle, and then we're going to stay on about two or three minutes on social media right after. And so what do you want to tell people about why they should vote for you right now? I think that you should vote for me because I understand the community. I understand people. I understand the needs of uh, District Age. I understand the needs of people. And if you want someone that is tough, you want someone that will do what they say going to do, then I urge you and I ask for your vote. Vote for me, Michelle Stearns, November the 6th, 2023. There you have it. I think we are now rolling into social media. We, I think we're off on radio. Is that correct, Mr. Producer? Okay. So now if you just look into the camera because we're just on social media now, Michelle. So... Uh, very quickly, um, so do you have family here then besides your husband? Do you have siblings? Your, I do. Are your parents with us? My parents are deceased. Mm. I do have uh, two sisters left. I have a deceased sister. So there are three of us left, three girls. My mom had four girls, and there are three oh, of us wonderful. left. Three strong girls. How <laughs> wonderful. And what do your sisters do? Well, I have well, one that uh, works for, um, she works for Metro. No kidding. Yes, she works for, uh, she works, I'm sorry, HISD. My daughter works for Metro. My sister works for HISD. She's been there for, uh, I think, over uh, 50 years. Oh, how great. Yes. The sister that works at Metro, what does she do for Metro? My daughter. She works for... Oh, your daughter works at Metro. Excuse she works me. for, Merch, for Metro, yes. And she works uh, in uh, bus control. Oh, how She's great. She's in form of management in bus control. How great. Because yes. I used to be chairman of Metro. I love Metro. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yes. there's good people at Metro. Absolutely. I know good, quite good a few. people. Yep. Good people uh, that make the city work every day. Absolutely. So you have one daughter? Yes. Oh, how wonderful. What a, mm -hmm. what a yes. delight. Mm -hmm. No grandchildren? Uh, yes, I have a grandchild. You have a grandchild? I do. Come on. Believe it or not, I do. Uh, you're just too, <laughs> you don't look like look. a grandmother. You know what? It's a grace of God. God told me about, uh, give it about 10 years ago, that he would preserve me. That he will preserve me because I have purpose in the land. And I know right now, uh, in addition to what I already do, I know that running for city council is one of the other uh, one of the other purposes that God ha is sustaining me for because I have a heart for people. And before I ever thought about ever serving into uh, in office, I was already feet on the ground doing for people. Amen. I remember even in elementary school uh, when I was Isn't in that elementary. Isn't that a beautiful story? I used to give money, my lunch money that my parents would give me. I would give it uh, to my classmates that were in need that did not that did not have. I would take and give my last, and I would give it to them. And I just believe that this is the time and this is the season that God has raised me up for. And I know that a lot of people say, well, you're already doing a lot of things, so why office? Because I believe that change is institutional, and it begins on the inside, outside, and then carried over into the inside. Amen. And tell me about your grand... Is it a boy or a girl? A girl. And tell me about your granddaughter. Oh, yes. Miss Quinzaya. Oh, my God. Yes. How old is she? Uh, Quinzaya is 16. Oh, she's a big girl. Yes, she's oh, 16. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, you know, my daughter... I have four kids. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, we don't have any grandchildren yet, mm -hmm. but... My wife is so sure she'll be the coolest grandmother ever. Oh, yes. Ever. Yes. Um, and, um, 
you know, so I have a 30-year-old, so he's a man, he's married, and then I have another son that's uh, working on Wall Street, and he is uh, 23, and then I have my next son who's at LSU, and he's 19, and then we have our princess who is 16 at mm -hmm. St. Agnes. And I can tell you this, she still loves me and I cherish that every single day. Absolutely, yes, because when they grow up, that's it. Good, that's, that's it. it. Oh, yes, that's it. Ain't that the <laughs> truth? Well, you have been a delight on this show. Uh, I, I think that, you know, I think your story is going to resonate with people. I think, you know, if you get it out there, I think it'll really resonate. You've done a lot of work in the community, so you, you didn't just sort of like uh, wake up one day and said, I'm going to get involved. Absolutely. You've been involved. I've been involved. For a long time. For helping. A long time. Yes. Imagine if you're doing, you know, three, 4,000 a month, imagine over this last 10 years, Absolutely. how many people's lives you've touched. Is that yes. incredible? It is. It is so rewarding to me, uh, Gilbert. I, I just, I, I love people. Think about that. Yes. I just love people. And the thing of it so uh, extraordinary is that I never knew that five miles down the road, from where we are at Joseph House right now. I grew up, my grandparents. Come on. I grew up on that end, down Collinsworth area, 59, Collinsworth, Quitman, Lorraine, uh, 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 what is that over the other side of there? Liberty Road. Wow. Yes, I grew up over there. That is what they say, my stomping ground. Yes, my wow. grandparents, my cousins, my aunts, yes. I wanna have one more minute here with you, which is, tell us about Texas Democratic Women's. And so you all have your, um, Meeting coming up. I don't know if you, and I know you're going to find a new space or something to that effect. But your next meeting is when? On February 27th. Y'all have done a lot of good. Y'all have done a lot of good to register voters, get people involved, taking voters out, voter education, helping candidates. Y'all have done a real a lot. We have. And I and I salute you and congratulate you because it it you know it starts with one person at a time and then one club at a time and and that's how you build a whole organization. Absolutely. Well, Y'all been serving. great. It's about serving. It's about serving. Yes. Well, I'm going to give you the last minute. Look right at the camera and just say anything you want to say. Well, I would like to say my name is Michelle Stearns. I am running for City Council District H. I ask for your support. I again say that if you know someone, uh, or you're looking for someone that's going to do the job. You're looking for someone who is not a fly-by night, but someone who has been with boots on the ground, heels at the wheels, that I'm your girl. If you're looking for change, I'm your girl. Again, I ask for you to vote for me, Michelle Stearns, November 6, 2023. And I would like to also say um, my name is Michelle Stearns. Necesito Savoto 2023. Heels. Yes. Remember that saying, heels in, wait, what was, heels in the wheels. What was that saying again? Heels, heels out, heels, boots on the ground and heels at the wheel. Boots on the ground and heels at the wheels. I'm going to try to like, I may use that, but I'll attribute it to you though. Absolutely. Uh, boots on the ground and heels on the wheels. I love that. All right, Houston, I'm going to do one more vignette. Let's play that one on Sheila Jackson Lee because, you know, we're going to look later in life and realize the importance of Sheila Jackson Lee. Sometimes Absolutely. people are around us and, and we just... I don't know, take it for granted or something like that or because we see them all the time. But yes. listen, Sheila's everywhere. Everywhere. And she does things not only for the 18th Congressional District, but, you know, for humanity. Let's just play Sheila's vignette and then we're going to go into my commercial. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia of A Tip from Gilbert with another Black History Moment. Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee is one of our very own hometown heroes. She's an American icon and public servant and has been in the United States Congress since 1995. She's known for her tenacious work on behalf of citizens all over the world, especially the 18th Congressional District. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia with a Black History Moment. Woo, there it is. All right, Houston, let's just tee up our music. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia from a tip from Gilbert Talk, Inspiration Prayer, saying, We'll see you next time. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ. 
1360 AM and streaming live on KWWJ.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK 1140 AM and streaming live on KYOKradio.org. KCOH 1230 AM, The Source. On Send Geek Radio 95.1 FM 1460 AM. And Aliento Radio 101.7 FM and 1540 AM. Call in at 832-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then.